Have you ever had good intentions of cooking from scratch, only to find yourself pinched for time and putting chicken nuggets in the oven again? Maybe you have a meal plan, but then something unexpected comes up and you end up making an unplanned trip through the drive-thru instead. Sound familiar? It's okay to rely on conveniences once in a while, but if you're getting stuck falling back on them over and over, it might be time to ramp up your meal planning routine. That's why today I wanna share five meal prep tricks so you can cook from scratch all week and skip that box of mac and cheese altogether. Hey mama, welcome to the Farm Family Table where you can find encouragement and practical tips for living the healthy homesteading life that God is calling you to. Hi, I'm Jocelyn, farm wife and mom of two littles. I know that you want to provide the best food for your family while being more self-reliant. And I believe there's a way to start homesteading with less stress, more joy, and more time focusing on what matters most, faith and family. Want to learn how? Join me as we build our homesteads together. So pop in those earbuds and start that load of laundry because we're about to dive in. Hey ladies, today we're going to be honing in on some practical ways you can level up your meal planning routine to cook from scratch all week. But before we jump in, I wanted to tell you about our free meal planning resource. Over at our website, farmfedfamily.com, you can download our beautiful printable that gives you over 100 homemade dinner ideas to get you unstuck from your meal planning rut. Fast and simple, hang it on your fridge and jot out your meals for the week based on ingredients or cooking method. Plus, you can find so many from scratch recipes from this list and more featured on our site as well. Best part, it's totally free. Visit our website at farmfedfamily.com or click on the link in the show notes. All right, let's get ready to dive into today's episode. So today we're talking about meal prep tricks. These are things that I've done in my house for a while and they really do work. So if your goal is to cook from scratch for your family 98% of the time, this is the episode you need to listen to. As I was thinking about recording this episode and what tips I wanted to give you guys, I was thinking, you know, I have not bought mac and cheese, frozen pizza, chicken nuggets, hot dogs, any of that stuff. I haven't bought that in years. And I'm not telling you that to put myself up on a pedestal. Not by any means. That's not the point of this episode. But I'm telling you that because I want to encourage you that yes, you can do it. You know, everybody starts somewhere, but gradually you will make it if you have a little bit of motivation and you're willing to put in a little bit of effort. And that's why I'm so excited to share these tips and tricks with you today is because I know you can do it. I know you can get to that place where you can ditch those convenience foods that you don't want to rely on and move to a place where you can give your family more nutritious, budget-friendly food that they'll really enjoy. So let's go ahead and jump into the five tricks that I use to set my family up for success when it comes to cooking from scratch all week. Okay, so number one is set aside a prep day. When you are transitioning to cooking from scratch for your family, you need to carve out time in your schedule to dedicate to that, or it just won't happen. Cooking from scratch isn't always easy. It doesn't always just naturally flow into our busy lifestyles which is why you need to set aside a specific day to get things done in the kitchen. 
So things like washing and cutting up fruits and vegetables. That's the best way that you can make sure your family is actually going to be eating the fresh produce in your fridge and that it's not going to be wasted. It could be things like cooking up meat for your meals. So for example, if I know I'm having several meals that week that involve ground meat or, or ground beef, or ground pork, that sort of thing, I'll cook it up all at once. I'll do it back to back in batches. So that way I'm minimizing dishes. So I use one pan to brown my meat that I'm going to eat for the whole week or at least the next several days. Another example could be putting chicken in the crock pot and shredding it up. And you can even make your broth while you're making your chicken. So that way you have broth for sauces or soups that you might make that week. I know I shared this in a previous episode about how broth is one of the top three things that I tell you that you need to start making yourself from scratch. And it's so easy. It's chicken, veggie scraps, and water in a crock pot. You just let the crock pot do its thing. And then you end up with this rich bone broth that you can use in so many dishes and you have the shredded chicken to eat and use in meals as well. So kind of what this looks like for my family as far as a prep day. So typically Mondays are our grocery run day. I'll take the girls and go to the store and get what we need. We don't buy a ton of things at the grocery store anymore because we do raise our own beef, chicken, we freeze a lot of our vegetables. But the things that we do wanna eat fresh, fresh fruits, sometimes fresh vegetables, dairy, those types of things. We will get it at our local grocery store. So I'll do my grocery run. And then that afternoon is my prep time when the girls are napping. I really like to set up myself the best that I can for the whole week. That's why I start on Monday. Sunday's kind of our day of rest and then Monday kicks in and I try and do as much as I can in the kitchen on Monday so that I feel like I'm prepared and have a good chunk of the work done for the rest of the week. But that being said, you can pick a day that works best for you and your family, or if you feel like you need to split it up into a lot of smaller chunks versus having one day, that's fine too. It's whatever works for your family. The important part is that you are really setting aside that time in your schedule to get some of those pieces done to speed up your actual cooking time in the kitchen during the rest of the week. Okay, the second trick that I have for you is batch cooking. That means whatever you plan on making, double it and plan to freeze half for later. Your freezer is your BFF when it comes to cooking from scratch. It is so helpful to be able to put either entire meals or parts of meals or side dishes in the freezer that you can pull out later. So one example might be making extra rice and freezing it. Whenever I make stir fry or another rice based dish, I make sure that the rice that I'm making is double the amount that my family is going to eat so that we can have rice for that meal and have enough to freeze for a future meal. So that just cuts down on one more prep step later on. Another example could be making a double batch of either shredded or ground meat that can be easily added to things. So whether it's shredded chicken or pork or cooking up a double batch of ground beef or sausage, if you know you're already preparing that, 
prepare double, freeze it for later because it just cuts out some of those prep steps. Pizza or spaghetti sauce is a great one to make big batches of and freeze. And whole meals. Anything that freezes well, meatballs, chili, lasagna. I highly recommend having at least one or two meals in your freezer that you can pull out in a pinch because it gives your family some options if you're really tight on time and you need to get a meal on the table. And I just wanna say you can use this method even if you don't have a deep freezer because instead of having store-bought convenience foods taking up all your freezer space, instead you're gonna have homemade meals as your convenience foods. So just think about swapping some of those things you already have in your freezer for some homemade versions that maybe you could add. And you'll also be rotating meals. So when you add something to the freezer, you'll also be using something and taking it out. So what this looks like is you add one freezer meal or one part of a meal per week on your prep day or just a day when you have more time. And then you're pulling out previously frozen meals on a busier weeknight. So if you're in the habit of this, it can also be a really great way to add some variety to your weekly meals for less work. So for example, I made a double batch of chicken wild rice soup. We ate it one week and I put half in the freezer. So two or three weeks later, we had it again for another meal on a busier night. And all I had to do was thaw it out, heat it up, serve it with some bread and some fresh fruit, and it made a great meal for hardly any work. And it seemed different than what we had been having because I spaced it out by a couple weeks from when we'd had it. So it wasn't like we were having it back to back. So if you have the freezer space, having a few different meals stashed away and pulling things out like two to four weeks later really keeps your family from feeling like they're eating the same old thing and gives them a little bit of variety and something different. But again, it's super easy for you because you're just doubling that batch of whatever you're making and then you get to pull it out later like it's an entirely new meal. All right, trick number three is having a baking routine. So if you listen to episode number three, which was three things to stop buying and start making to save money, bread was at the top of that list. But one of the biggest things I hear about bread baking is how do I find the time? And I get it, you're busy, you have little kids, it just seems like that extra thing. But having a baking routine helps tremendously. With any kind of bread that you're making, but especially if you wanna do sourdough, it's super important to have a routine because it is a longer process. So what I want you to do when it comes to making a baking routine for your family is think of the bread products your family commonly eats and how often you eat them. So for example, we primarily eat sourdough bread, either baked as a boule or a baguette, buns or whole wheat sandwich bread. So those are kind of the three things that I really focus on when I'm planning out our baking schedule and what we need to have on hand for our family. So think about the common bread products that your family eats. If you're super into bagels, English muffins, any kind of quick breads, you can add those too. Just tailor it to what your preferences are. Set a schedule of how often you need to bake based on how much your family eats. 
So for example, I bake sourdough once a week. I make two loaves and we usually eat one fresh and then I freeze one and then I'll thaw it about midweek after that first loaf is already gone. So the sourdough is definitely the bread that we consume the most. So we eat about two loaves per week and I know that. It's easier for me to bake those two loaves at the same time and just pop that one in the freezer for when we need it later in the week versus trying to set aside time to bake twice during the week. Buns and sandwich bread, we don't eat as much as the sourdough. So I'll typically bake buns maybe once a month and I'll just do one big batch. I double my recipe and I end up with about 32 buns. I'll freeze all of them They're super easy to thaw as needed. I can just pull out a couple for supper and put them in the microwave before we're going to eat. And same thing for sandwich bread. I'll usually only make that about once per month. Because we're eating so much sourdough, I only do about two loaves and I'll freeze both of them. One great tip is to pre-slice your sandwich bread before freezing it. That way you can just take out a couple slices as needed. So if my daughter wants to have toast in the morning or I need to pack a sandwich for my husband for lunch, I can just take out a couple slices and thaw them out in the microwave because the homemade bread definitely doesn't last as long as the store-bought does on the counter since it doesn't have any preservatives in it. So keeping it in the freezer as long as possible really helps you to get the most out of your bread. You don't have to make as much of it if you're only eating small portions at a time and then you don't have to worry about throwing it away. I've definitely had my bread sit on the counter and get moldy more times than I would like to admit. So just like we talked about with having meal prep days, you'll also wanna plan days in the month that you can dedicate to baking. Typically my weekly sourdough, I just roll into my meal prep day on Monday, but then I also need to find a couple days during the month to prepare my buns and my sandwich bread to go in the freezer for later. Moving on to trick number four, have easy meals in your back pocket. I know we already talked about freezer meals, which are super helpful, but it's also good to have a handful of things that can be ready in 20 minutes or less, and they're ready to go, no prep involved. You can have dinner on the table super quick. I know we all have those nights where you come home at six o'clock and you say, "Um, what are we gonna eat? And having those things that you can just pull out and make, even if there's nothing in the freezer, it's so good to have those to fall back on. So some of these for us are breakfast sandwiches, like fried eggs and ham with bread and cheese, tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches, quesadillas with beans or another protein that you might have in the fridge or freezer. If you know you're gonna be busy, crock pot meals are awesome. I'm trying to incorporate more crockpot meals for us. Every Saturday we visit our in-laws and it's usually kind of an all day thing. So we get back right at supper time. There's no time to get supper ready. The girls are tired. They've had a long day playing with grandpa and grandma. But if I put something in the crockpot before we leave, then as soon as we get home, we have something that's hot and ready to serve right away. And that's a total game changer to us. So you don't have to have a ton of these meals. But even just having a small handful that you know you can whip them up, like I said, 20 minutes or less and have supper on the table, 
There will definitely be times when you need to use those recipes and you'll be so thankful that you have the ingredients on hand and you have the know-how to do it before you're in that situation. Okay, and the last tip that I want to talk about is reusing your leftovers creatively. So not only does using your leftovers eliminate food waste, but it can also be a way to add quick and easy meals in very little time. Reusing leftovers means that you take meals that you have just a little bit left of and you blend it into something new. So for example, making quesadillas with leftover barbecue meat. Maybe it's frying up leftover roasted potatoes and serving it with eggs. Those are both super simple, straightforward meals, but you can take something that you already ate as a different meal and transform it into something else. So you're adding that variety to your family. You're making it a little bit different for them, but also it's just super easy for you because you're reusing something that's one less thing that you have to prepare. Another example, the other day I had just a little bit of leftover tomato soup and I mixed it into making homemade spaghetti sauce. Kind of weird, not perfect, but once you know what the food flavor profiles are, once you get kind of a feel for how things are going to taste together and how it's going to complement in a meal, you can serve your leftovers in some pretty creative ways and really no one is going to know the difference. So once these five things become routine for you, they'll just be part of the flow of your week. You won't have to spend as much mental energy thinking and planning meals, and you'll have a little bit more margin. So if something comes up, you'll have that homemade food to fall back on versus the convenience foods. So your homework from this episode is to do a little bit of planning. Set aside days or times that you can get into meal prep routine. Prepping ingredients ahead of time, baking, freezing things in advance. Make sure you're carving out that time because it's not just going to happen. Think through your meals each week and pick one to batch cook and freeze for later when you know that you'll be too busy to cook. And you can just pull out that meal from the freezer and you'll have something that's easy and nutritious for your family. Come up with three to five meals to have in your back pocket to make in 20 minutes or less and have ingredients for those meals on hand at all times so you know that if there's absolutely nothing else to eat in your house, you can have those three things. And last, practice repurposing your leftovers to save yourself time. And I'm just going to be honest, sometimes you have to make a commitment to cook from scratch. You're not always going to be able to put out a gourmet meal for your family. Sometimes cooking from scratch is actually going to be the less desirable option. There's going to be times when you don't have anything in the freezer, you feel like you don't have anything on the shelves or in your fridge to feed your family, and you're going to have scrambled eggs. You have to be willing to sacrifice and and say, okay, we're going to have scrambled eggs and toast tonight versus the enticing I'm just going to grab something from the drive-thru or takeout or a frozen pizza. Even Even though those things might seem a little bit more appealing at the time. And it really goes back to thinking about your goals. Why do you really want this for your family? I know for us, nutrition is big, but not only that, you save so much money when you're cooking from scratch. 
you know, if you start to add up the cost of all those convenience foods and the drive-through runs or eating out, you're tacking on a lot more money to your family's grocery bill. But if you follow these tips, it's going to give you so much more order to your workload in the kitchen and give you a plan for the busy days so you can relax and not stress about what you're going to feed your family. It is the worst thing to try and think of what you're going to make for supper when it's 4 p.m. Save yourself the headache, do the work up front, and hopefully follow some of these tricks I shared today so you can feed your family nutritious, budget-friendly food all week. Okay, ladies, I hope you found the tricks in today's episode super helpful and practical. Take the time and do your homework to make some of these things routine for your family. And don't forget to go download your free meal planning resource over at our site, farmfedfamily.com. Thanks for joining me today. I can't wait to talk to you next week. I hope you loved today's episode. I pray that you leave this episode encouraged in Christ and equipped with practical knowledge for your homestead. If that's you, will you take 30 seconds right now to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts? Your review blesses me so much and helps other mamas find this podcast and start their homesteading journey. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to talk to you next week.